0: hey everybody welcome to another week of the soccer thread podcast uh i'm dan Schrader. i'm in portland oregon palmer the question everyone's dying to know the mm. answer to yeah have you had dinner yet have you had dinner yet
1: i've had half of my dinner uh, hey. i i've my, my daughter is, is sick this weekend, um, and so I've been kind of uh, mulling over whether or not I was going to call in and uh, get a sub, um, and so last minute I decided that I was going to uh, ask for a sub because I don't think she can go to daycare tomorrow. So yep. uh, I spent the last, you know, 20 minutes throwing together some sub plans uh, requesting a sub um, yep. all the while shoving food in my in my mouth so that I could I could talk I could get on the podcast. Here so we are. This yes. is what really matters. This Prior is what really matters. matters. Yeah,
0: exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. 20, <laughs> 20 minutes preparing for work tomorrow. 90 mm-hmm. minutes podcasting. Yep. yep.
2: yep. Not quite the is, ratio I'd like to see, but it's a good start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd like to get that down to 10 minutes if possible yep. next yep. week, Palmer.
1: I can just reuse
0: these uh, subplants, so you know. Never, you never know. <laughs> Michael, great to have you back. It's oh been a while, God. Mike Samuelson in Minneapolis. I feel like
2: I need to introduce myself. It's been so long. I literally cannot remember the last time I podcasted. It's been far, far too long. I'm so happy really to be here. Thought you were going to
0: say, "My name is Hove." <laughs> uh, uh
2: Nope that's that's all that's all you, Dan. Uh, I'm. Man, it's just so good to be here. I'm just, I can't believe it's been so long. I'm happy to be here. I can't wait. I can't wait to talk to you guys about whatever we end up talking about.
0: <laughs> what will we talk about? Who knows? Colin in the swamp.
3: I feel like I'm uh, just living life a few you know, days ahead of Palmer right now. My kids have been sick. And this weekend, I was one on two. My wife is out of town. I have two kids. And so, you know, that's a lot of work. And, you know, you're going hard all weekend and then your wife gets home and then you have infinite, you know, parenting points. Uh, yep. But you've got to spend them. Right. You only have until the end of the day. <laughs> a lot of nods, A lot of nods right now. If we had the video <laughs> yeah. feed up, a lot of nods. So uh, here's how I spent them. I was you like
0: only to the end of the day, though. I feel like mm. I feel like maybe there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a long, really there's a strong, short yeah, memories, there's a really yeah. strong
3: drop off. So I was like, like, I'm using these. As soon as she comes home, yeah, I'm yeah. using these. So I'm like, all right, I'm going for a run. See you, bye. I go for my run, and that's you know gets the you know, Labrador puppy out of me, uh, you know feeling cooped up with being at the kids, and yep. then uh, I come home. And I'm like, yeah, I'm showering, like, you know, in the middle of the day. Like uh, you're, you're still on it, and yep. I shower, and then it's like we're, we're wrapping down. It's time for bed. And my son, uh, is his current, one of his current issues is that he doesn't eat enough during dinner, and then he requests more food during bedtime, right? Yeah. And I know my wife is going to cave on this. And I'm reading him the books, and he's like, I'm a little hungry. And I'm like, wait till mom comes in. He's like, I'm going to ask her for avocado. I'm like, she's going to give you avocado. That's a good <laughs> ask. Go for avocado. Yeah. And I'm like, and get me a beer. And he does it just like an absolute star. He's like, can I have avocado, please? And also a beer for daddy, please. And I was just like so fucking proud and so happy about him. I was like, yeah. you are really buying in on this. Dad needs to, you know, deserves this. It's been a weekend. Yeah. He
2: recognizes it's been a long weekend for yeah, daddy. Yeah, he's
3: recognized. He's like, dad needs a beer, too. And I uh, came back with avocado and a beer. Shout out to my wife. And uh, here we are. Really, you know, set me on the path to this podcasting. So shout out to my son for uh, following instructions, which he never does.
0: <laughs> it's amazing Really amazing That's lovely uh, We have a little opener this week from Cliff oh, uh, He sent this to me It is not the club team names Which I know that we are excited about God, But that's I'm not so what excited. it is uh, We gotta save that That's gonna be I mean, let's be honest That's 40 minutes of that's, content That's easily, a pod to itself f- We just don't have time for that this week If any
3: one of you picks the strongest I will quit this
0: podcast Isn't the strongest off the board after last week? Yeah, I feel like Uh, it might be. I don't have to take it,
3: but if one of you takes it, it'll make me upset.
0: (laughs) Uh, Andre Blake is the first uh, three-time winner of the award. Uh, Let me try to figure out what award we're talking about here. Must be goalkeeper of of the year. Goalkeeper of the year. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, because he's not MVP. Uh, Oh, jeez. excuse me. Not MVP, right? uh, So it must be goalkeeper of the year. Uh, He earned it this year 2016 and in 2020 Four goalkeepers have won it twice Who are those four goalkeepers? Wow Wow Uh, Palmer, you're up first
1: Oh man Uh, I almost
0: almost just read the list by the way This is like (laughs) out of an article (laughs) I almost just I just read if it's on the run order If it's on my phone
1: I'm going to take I'm uh right. I'm, I'm on take,
0: Burgundy. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh I'm going to take Nick Ramondo. Oh.
0: That, that is such a good
3: guess.
1: he had to have no. Won it twice. No.
0: That's a great he, guess. That
3: was uh, going to be my guess. <clears> okay. <throat> I Did have another he, one in my was in my back my pocket.
0: Guesses, yeah. yeah. I think he did he only win it like once in maybe his final year and it was more of a like lifetime achievement? Like everyone recognized so yeah, that it was not that, that yeah. makes it wasn't even be. like his best year. Or something. They're sense. like, You've got every single kinda,
2: record, so we should probably give this thing to you once.
0: It's like the uh Landon Donovan MVP, even though maybe he never won the MVP either or something. Or only yeah. once when he like very early in his career. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. So uh Ramondo not on this list. Mike.
2: All right. This is just a name that comes to mind, and I don't really know a lot about this person, but Kevin Hartman?
0: Wow. Good guess. Not on the list. Okay. So if Fair I get like this right, I of...
3: automatically win.
0: Uh, Maybe, unless we decide that we're we're doing double elimination.
3: Okay.
0: I mean, the chance of me getting this right is like
3: 10%. So. Yeah. Uh, I'm So. going to go with Donovan Ricketts.
0: Yes, that is one of them. One. 2010, 2013. Solid. Donovan Ricketts. He did play for the Timbers for a while, but I think it was past his prime. Later than that, yeah. yeah. 2000. Was he in goal for the first MLS Cup 2015 that we won it? Uh,
1: I think so, because I I think I remember seeing him in like for some reason the double post was was being tweeted around recently.
0: That and wasn't I, him. That was no. the uh, no. That was a. Dutch guy of African descent. I oh. forget his name now. Something like that. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Donovan Ricketts, 2010, 2013. We're going to go double elimination because I want to hear who else Palmer has in his back pocket.
1: OK, so I have. Um, uh, I don't think that this is right, but it's just a name. Zach Thornton.
0: Yes, Is he on there? Well done. Chick- Chicago Fire. Great. Jack- Zach Thornton. Ninety eight and two thousand and nine. Wow. 11 years between Good longevity. Them.
3: He
1: was
0: like that,
1: I remember when like uh, he first started at the Chicago Fire there was like so many like legends surrounding him that like he would kick cement blocks like cuz <laughs> he could kick the ball so hard and so far.
3: <laughs> He's just he was also just like a big body. Yeah. Oh my god, he was, he a, was a massive a house thing. of yeah. a man. Yeah. yeah. I love a keeper that's that that's their style just to be huge.
0: Yeah. Yep. All, right. Uh, all right. Palmer's still in it with one, uh, one tick. Oh. Mike. Uh,
2: I mean, I'll just go with you know an old school, a classic, a classic pick, if you will, Tony
0: Miola. Mm. That's a good one. <laughs> good guess, but unfortunately not here. These Pal- last two, I think, are going to be hard. Palmer's harder. taking all the- my picks <laughs> like Zach yeah. Thornton and Nick remando It's tough. Uh, Tony Miola. I don't know. I don't have the full list in front of me. I only have what Cliff sent me, so feels like he won I mean, it once. I'm sure he did. I was going to say Bill Hamid, but now that you say that it's it's a hard one, that cannot be him.
3: Uh, what would be a hard one? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not even going to come up with like, uh, anything even worth saying. Uh, I mean, not, not even, Tim Howard didn't play long enough in the league. I, I don't have one. I have nothing in my pocket.
0: Wow. Uh, all right. I guess that's oh, a tick, wait. then. Oh, wait. Brad
3: Friedel. Give me Brad Friedel. You played a couple years. It's
0: a tick. It's sorry. Not Brad Friedel. All right. Anyone else have any other guesses? Mike, I, don't I don't feel know. like you've just thrown yeah, hands out got there, Mike. The in- in- Mike like uh, Stephen, yeah. Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. <laughs> Casey Keller. Oh, that's a good one. No, no. Stephen Fry um, a good one.
1: H- Hot Hanneman or something, I feel like. Oh, Marcus Hanneman? Mm. Yeah.
0: He went over to England pretty yeah, early. Pretty didn't early he? Yeah, pretty early. But yeah, not him. Uh, I mean, Luis man, Robles? I don't
1: have any, Oh, that's a good oh, one. Not Luis Robles. Robles.
0: I yeah. like. I like. Uh, University of Portland, great. Luis Robles. Friends with my sister in law. Luis <laughs> Robles. <laughs> Therefore, friends of you. Exactly, basically.
1: Friend of the pod. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't got any more.
0: Any other old MLS goalkeeper names? The most recent win f- for either of these two guys was 2005. Oh, see, Ooh, that's, wow! That's
3: so tough. Testing. There's it. gonna be guys who didn't go to didn't go really go abroad in that era, like guys who were in the league for 10 years between mm, John Swallon in 2008.
0: <laughs> Minnesota Thunder legend John Swallow. <laughs> Uh Joe Cannon in oh. '02 and '04. Oh, that's a good one. And Pat Onstat in uh, 03, 05. So these are some these are classic exactly MLS the names. names. These are, those are exactly. Yep. They're right in there. They're just like uh, MLS has like goal pool keepers, right? Because you can only carry two or three on yeah. your roster. And if you have an injury or two, they're like the league just has them on contract. It's those types of names that you're like, yeah, he was just he was just MLS goalie number one for like three <laughs> years. That's it. That's uh, a good one. Cliff. thanks, That's Cliff. That's a good one.
1: It early. It's early for a thanks, Cliff, but that was a good one.
2: Cliff, <laughs> we,
0: what if Cliff just starts supplying <laughs> us with soccer trivia every week? That would love be it. so great.
3: It'd be a lot of Ray Gattis-themed trivia.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. This was, after all, an Andre Blake-themed Andre Blake trivia, so it'll yeah. be a lot of onions. Yeah. Uh, Undoubtedly. Which would be fine. I love I'm okay with that. With that. Uh, Michael, we've got emails. We do... Oh, should we also say? We're going to try to do a World Cup preview here. So should we? let's try to rip the emails and uh, and get into the meat of it. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, First email is from Shrauben. He
2: sent us a link to an article on MLSsoccer.com that, full disclosure, I did not click the link. But the URL says, MLS legend Chris Wondolowski to be subject of Hollywood films. So I feel like I have a good sense of what this article (laughs) is going to be about. Yeah. And then... He asked, will you watch, Colin, will you watch a film about Chris Wondolowski? No, no chance. Well, I don't
3: watch films, and uh, I, in the limited ability or time that I have to watch one, I, I
2: don't watch uh,
3: things that are going to bring me down. I only yeah. watch things that will bring uh, me down. This is going
2: to be a motivational story, though. Like, it will. His, his miss is, may not even feature in the story. Oh, uh, how, could me, how could it not? How could it not? How could it not, going to bring Mike? me
3: down. It might, even if it's the story of getting fruit at, uh, it's still going to bring me personally down. It might not even be that. I will it, just It think might just about, go
0: until the point where he makes the roster right, and cut off. Right. That might it's be It's like, he oh, will he's still going to the make World Cup. Me
3: think of Chris Wondolowski Yeah, <laughs> more okay. than I want to think I agree. of Chris Wondolowski. all
0: right. Fourth so, round supplemental draft pick out of Chico State. Yeah, I mean, there, he's a great story. There's a lot to
2: like about him. Sounds like Dan will be watching.
0: Yes, Dan? I don't really watch uh, things of importance beyond Bachelor in Paradise, so I won't be watching <laughs> this. But uh, it's a great caveat.
1: This is no do, this is look, no garbage picking, field goal kicking hero here. We don't need this. Uh,
0: I like Wando though. I think as who, a person, Palmer. Who do you want sure. to play,
2: Chris Wandalowski?
1: I'm sure he's a great person. I'm sure he's I a want great person.
2: Palmer to play Chris Wandalowski.
1: Mm, couldn't do it. Sure. There'd be a lot I of would, acting. I would have made that goal. I would have scored There'd that a goal. Similar noses. <laughs> That's both, what I'm saying. You'd both have solid to miss. Noses.
0: <laughs> They're filming it, and he keeps banging it in. I would refuse. And <laughs> then, then celebrating <laughs> so hard. <laughs> it's like, I can't do it, guys. I can't miss. Who could miss for me? Who
1: could miss? It's impossible to miss. Yeah. It's, it's You're inside the six. Come
0: on. Harsh. Harsh. Uh, <laughs> I think I've told this on the pod before, but I read that... Uh, after that miss he said uh, after a bad game a loss if I'm upset my wife's giving me 24 hours and then after 24 hours I've got kids I have to be present I've got a you know my wife gives me 24 hours to sulk after that miss she gave me 48 which I love it's a, just it's love a great it. woman yep
2: behind every partner. behind every bad soccer player he's a, <laughs> <bad> <laughs> a good soccer player <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> all right. In the spirit of a long podcast, we're moving along. Uh, uh, all right. We're going to come back to this Pearson email in a second because it's a special email. Yeah. Um, all right. Next is from Raymond. He says, man, I, the problem with these Raymond emails is if you don't read them ahead of time, as Colin well knows, you're really up Ooh. a creek. Absolutely. So we're going to come game. back to that one and and go to his other email, which is much shorter. Uh, he says, we use the term aging gracefully in sports. Um but oftentimes, it's not so graceful. And so he wants to know, what great player were you saddened by in the twilight of their career? Palmer. Oh. I feel like you have a lot of answers for this, I can imagine.
1: In the twilight? Um, man. And why is
2: it Cristiano Ronaldo?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not saddened by this. This is uh, by, his, by his kind of fall from grace. Um,
0: I mean, Roethlisberger,
1: no, because he's I not mean, a good human being. You th- I, you think about like Jordan, right? Like who you you picture Jordan as just a, a good a human being, and then you well, I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, but like you picture like Jordan, who's you know who is a, is a Chicago Bull, and then you see him in a in a Wizards jersey, and yeah, it's there's like, so nah, many of those, right? Like, yeah. Right. Um, I can't think of anything that's like. It made me sad to watch them. I mean, I guess any football player that has kind of reached their their kind of uh, plateau, watching them play football, knowing what the damage is doing to their body that that depresses me. But um, I mean,
3: I was a bit younger, so a bit more like idyllic or romantic about sports, and Favre definitely depressed me in this way. That like he went to our rivals, the Vikings. He did yeah. well there for a while, and then he like just kind of you know fucked up his legacy with all this stuff. And you know, so much of my childhood, he was the quarterback of the Packers, and he was super exciting. And we didn't have social media or whatever to allow us to see who he really was. Mm-hmm. So it was just you were able to idealize him. And he, the ideal version of Brett Favre is like really good. Like the narrative, mm-hmm. the Joe uh, John Madden, like you know. Oh, just this guy from Mississippi who just plays like he's in the backyard of Favre is, like, so good that when that came crumbling down, that was, like, a bummer for sure.
0: I had an epiphany today that Hugo Lloris is the Brett Favre of goalkeeping. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Is, oh, it, is he going to go to Arsenal? Is what? that what you're saying? I, I don't know. Yeah. He's go to he's go somewhere soon. Anyway. Wow.
3: Oh,
0: I just, I just I just want to know when. Has he been sending you dick
3: pics or like what's the situation?
0: (laughs) No, because you just like he's very fun to watch because he plays like he's in his backyard, but he's also a massive liability. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be that game when Favre throws four interceptions. On field, Yeah, Morris gives up. Well, I mean, for now, who knows? But for now, on field. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Favre is is a very good one, especially if you're a Packers fan. Dan, anything else? O.G. Ronaldo. It was like, I -hmm. think by the end of his career, it was kind of hard to see what he was not capable of anymore. Or like, I don't know. Like, I know he had medical things going on, but like all of that just kind of was difficult to watch. Um, Yeah, that's the one that comes to mind for me.
1: Is there anyone that, like, I want to flip this. Can you think of anyone that has gone out like... As they should have, right? Like, oh, uh, players for the Detroit
3: Lions like to retire retire early. Calvin (laughs) Johnson, Barry Sanders, yeah, but they're like, fuck,
2: playing for the Lions, I'm out. Jim Brown.
1: But that's, but no, that's not like uh, when they left. Everyone was like, oh, they left at their, you know, like what could have been. They
0: left. Like, who times it just right?
2: But that's the thing. If you leave at the right time, everyone's gonna say, oh, they were so good. What could have been. And Whoa. the beauty of it is they're leaving right,
3: all
1: right, right when they one. think they're going
2: down. John Elway. John Elway I know, is the I was the just perfect, thinking
1: of John Elway. It was perfect, right? He wins the, the Super Bowl, one. he retires. He and wins two,
3: two Super Bowls, and then he retires. Right. Like, he won one. Everyone was like, retire on that, bro. He comes back, wins another one, and then he's like, all right, that's all I had. Thank you very much. Like, that's pretty pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, that that's like that's the Brady
3: thing, had, that's what, sure had a chance to do it after he won this Super Bowl in Tampa Bay. We could have yeah. really mic dropped on that. Yeah.
0: What players were you most joyful to watch? <laughs> is the next question on Raymond's uh, email. Yeah. Tom Ray Brady trumbled. is definitely one. The won answer it. is Tom Brady.
1: But I, I mean, I think my point is, and this is the point of like, I think Raymond's email is that like, uh, you know, aging gracefully in sports is, is not, it's, it's hard because the peak is like, I mean, with the exception of, of, Uh, Ronaldo and Brady like your peak is like 35 38 right and you still feel like oh I'm still young ish like I'm not old like it's wild to to be like I'm a retiree at 40 right and so like I get it these guys that just continue to push their bodies push their bodies and then it just is like damn what are you doing
2: I I Uh, disagree on the what are you doing though like as long as a player is like not harming their physical or mental health, I right. think it's awesome if you're like, yeah, I'm 40 and I'm just I'm playing in the second division in Scotland. But I'm just doing it because I still love to play. Yeah. Like, yeah I don't like know. I think, that, I think guy. that's cool. Somebody's
0: giving me some money.
2: Yeah. Even if you're like not a good locker room guy, as long as you're not like a complete asshole. I, I don't know. I think like that's there's nothing wrong with that. Just being like, yeah, I just want to keep playing.
3: Yeah, there are stories like that in American sports and in Milwaukee. Uh Hank Aaron is a great story. He played for the Milwaukee Braves. They go to Atlanta, you know, he plays for the Atlanta Braves. That's where he's like, you know, maybe the best player in baseball for a while. But then he comes full circle and plays his last two years of his career for the Milwaukee Brewers, and he's not that good. But the Brewers aren't either. They're like an expansion team or not obviously he's two years, so they're not an expansion team both years, but you know, they're a young, crappy team, and he's not that good anymore. But like no. he's Everyone was happy to have him in Milwaukee, have him back in Milwaukee and he plays he's a bit part part player.
2: My yeah. my favorite example of this is um NHL legend, Palmer Palmer favorite as a kid, Yarmir Jager. Jagger yeah, fi- oh, fifty God. played fifty and he's and playing in, away. He won't go he's away. playing in like the Czech he keeps yo yoing between the Czech first and second division hockey league and just just doing his thing. I love it. It's fucking awesome. Well, I love the... it,
0: Mike. Mike knows exactly where Yawmer Yager is, and I was just looking him up.
2: I was just looking him up the other day uh, because, of course, you were. You know, name a
0: person you were not just looking up.
1: (laughs) What's the the goalkeeper from? Like, oh god, I want to say he's like from Egypt. That is like the oldest to be capped or something, and he's like the he's like fifty, fifty-five or something. Uh, I think my my favorite in the soccer. in the soccer world is Edgar Davids, who I feel like was, he was like, I'll, I'm going to just be player manager and I'll just put myself in whenever I feel like. Yeah. I can't remember where he was, player manager. I think it was somewhere in England, but.
0: I mean, also great point. Uh, great listener of the pod. Pedro's favorite team. Didio, Didier Drogba was the yeah. play, player owner at Phoenix Rising. Yeah. 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 yeah.
2: I, was, I was just going to mention a player, but the club that they're on right now, is an incredible club name. So now <laughs> I can't mention them because <laughs> I can't have you all potentially Wikipedia in them and Take figuring it. out this incredible club name. That's fair. All right. We're going to keep it moving. We've we got 94 minutes of world cup preview coming up after this. Yeah. Um, I have half my dinner left still and Palmer's got <laughs> half a dinner. Uh, all right. Last email for today, Ray, we'll come back to your other email. Um, we don't have time today. Uh, last email today, Ben Pearson. He is organizing a World Cup pool. Uh, yep. If you're interested, email Wait, us does ben or know, email does him. Does Ben know
1: that he's organizing this? Have we talked to him? Cause yes. Because he yeah. kind yes. of asked us to do this.
2: Yeah. So, we, gave, we, gave him, we, we empowered, empowered him, him to do it himself. Okay. As any All good right. CEO does. <laughs> Delegate. I
0: don't know. Dan, yeah, Dan so is there
2: anything else to add on this one?
0: I mean, I think send us an email soccerthread at com if you are interested in being part of a little World Cup pool. Uh, the idea, I think, is that there'll be a little prize for the winner um, and the entry fee will be a donation of your choosing uh, and then whatever doesn't go towards the prize will be donated to a human rights relief organization uh, in Qatar. So, for a good cause, uh, let us know if you're in. It'll be... I think Ben said picking first and second place in the group, and then there will be some scoring based on if you get them right or if they're switched or if they don't advance or whatever, and then the knockouts will just be straight, like, Ma- March Madness bracket style. So straightforward. Um, it shouldn't require, you know, like, daily picks, except right before the knockout stage when you'll have 12 hours to make those picks. Um, so get involved. It's going to be fun. Uh, we'll, I'm sure, talk shit about it during the our podcasts during the World Cup so it'll be it'll be great Uh, and let us know
2: that's all that's it and those are all the emails soccer thread at Gmail send us you know we're about to get into all this World Cup talk send us things that you're looking forward to about the World Cup or that you're not looking forward to that are a little off the beaten path because that's where this podcast really thrives (laughs)
0: Absolutely uh, With that said, we're going to go right down the beaten path here And just try to give uh, a little introduction to each group in the World Cup uh, Palmer, you have been assigned assigned groups A and B Group yes. A, I promised I would tell you who's wait, in the wait, group Wait, can, can I do this? Can I
1: do this? Because this is the you extent can, of my research yeah? okay, okay, go ahead Group A is Netherlands, Ecuador, Senegal, and Qatar Here's what I'm going to say about Group A If you are a betting human being, which I am, Mm. and if you understand that FIFA is fixy as hell, Mm. which we do, which it is, put a lot of money on Qatar somehow going through in this group. It'll be weird, but they'll advance. Disgusting FIFA pockets have been lined with cash to bring the World Cup (laughs) to Qatar.
3: How did how did Russia do in the last World Cup?
1: I don't know, and I don't care. Fucking
3: great! That's yeah, the answer. That's <laughs> fucking that's great! Fair. Their guys were on steroids, it turned out, but they did fucking great.
1: Yeah, well, Qatar. I mean, I think generally we've seen Qatar perform pretty well in like. I think they were in part of the Gold Cup recently, right? Yeah. And I think that they yeah, I think that's right. Did they gave some teams some issues? They may have like made it to the conference or. Conference quarterfinals maybe Ish Uh, I can't remember Something
0: yeah they did alright I remember Um,
1: So I mean they're not You know Maybe they're not that they're not
0: Bad uh, but
1: um, They're The host nation in a Nation that shouldn't be hosting a World Cup uh, because This nation bought this World Cup And they've done some terrible things And FIFA turns a blind eye Qatar will get through so Qatar
2: will get through this group. I love this I, um, I think yeah. indicative of this is that Qatar, they were going to play their first match on one day, and then yeah. they, they wanted to just move the date, and FIFA just moved it.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
2: I could definitely see some, some shady stuff where, like, after the last group game, FIFA's like, actually, three teams mm-hmm. are going to get through. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and that, that, that level of, of uh, bending of rules is only the stuff you know about. So yeah. Imagine the stuff that you don't know about,
1: right? <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, so that's that's, that's my uh, that that oh, will lead. be my, my my lead pipe lock bet
3: uh, uh, <laughs> is that. You're, we're, are we just not going to do a secret gambling episode?
0: Would, well, we we, we, we will, well? but
1: I'm just—it's a preview. <laughs> this is a preview. That's it.
0: Paul, um, I have a question for you out of group yeah, A. Yeah. In 2010, South Africa hosted the World Cup. Yeah. They were. Huge underdogs would not have qualified had it not been for their hosting. Yeah, Uh, they scored four points in their group. They did Mm -hmm. not get out of the group. Mm -hmm. But I feel like you know people kind of rooted for them. They were the underdogs. They were the hosts. The like Vuvuzelas. There was this whole atmosphere. Even if you hated the Vuvuzelas, it was Mm -hmm. like a South African thing. It was, uh, you know, is can anyone root for Qatar as the underdog here?
1: Part of our or of Pearson's um, uh, World Cup pool is that we are going to donate uh, funds to a uh, human rights relief fund um, to help the human right uh, um, atrocities that have been happening in Qatar. I mean, the, yeah. there's, there are humans on, on the team, right? Um, but <laughs> I, if you are like, no, you cannot root for Qatar to do well because a, 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 a Qatar team that does well in this World Cup, um, those, whatever, proceeds, everything does not go to the players. It will merely go to the people in power. So... Um, you don't I mean all of this is anyway Going to the people in power But I can't root I'm not going to root for a guitar I just can't I can't well, do it
0: And it's all I mean even the financials aside It's all sports washing right, right. So right. the better they do The like the more glory it brings yeah. to Qatar For reasons that are besides the, the terrible thing So it's yeah, yeah, Yeah I think I agree with you Although there's part of me that's like But those players Like it's not their fault it's It's not not their fault though yeah yeah okay uh okay i I agree
2: hopefully those players will will make some you know loud like okay jumping ahead but uh so i think if unless you're living under a rock there's you know you've seen all these stories about what's happening in iran right now with protest and their leading goal scorer uh i was looking him up just to be like who is this guy just because you're uh, looking up everybody. Because I'm looking <laughs> up everyone, as Dan said. And he, had, <laughs> no a, he had a quote, which I will just read for everyone. <clears throat> he said, uh, during the the protest, he took a public stance against the Iranian government, saying uh, he would... What did he say? He indicated a public view uh, and said, this is worth sacrificing once for one strand of Iranian hair. So basically he was like... I will speak out against what's happening in my country, because it's worth it. And if I don't play for the World Cup, I don't care. And so, you know, are the Qatari players going to do the same thing? And it, you know, what he did is very brave. I'm not, ex- I'm not anticipating everyone to do that, but like,
0: it can yep. be done. All right, Agreed. there's a Group A preview.
1: Yeah. Oh, Qatar okay.
0: bad, but going yeah. through.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Evil. So wins. really, the price, price. group.
1: The group. Is really between Netherlands, Ecuador, and Senegal. Who will go through? Um, because we know that Qatar will, will be there. Um, all right. Uh, group B. Can I do Group B or do you want me to continue with do Group A? a. I, could, no. I could do like a, a soft 45 on, on Group A and, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'll move on to on Group B. On Senegal.
2: That'll be yeah. a B-side of the pod. I'll,
1: I'll move on to Group B. Group B is is our group. England, Iran... Already mentioned USA and Wales. Um, what is there to say that we haven't already said about this group? I feel like we'll we'll probably talk more about this group when we when we wrap up the pod and discuss uh, how USA will inevitably fail. Um, so we'll save it. We'll save it.
0: Just leave
1: bail, it. bail with some ninety uh, fourth minute. Uh, or no, more than that. Like MLS 124th legend. 124th MLS legend, 124th minute um, Gareth Bale goal. Just warming up to break the hearts of, of American fans on uh, November 21st. Can't wait. Can't wait for this. Can't wait. There's your group. I'm e- very U-. excited. Lots All of right.
0: pain. That's it. I hate sports. Colin. Right. I'm... I'm hesitant to even say it, but go ahead. CD. (laughs) Yeah.
3: CD's groups, motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Group C is Argentina, Mexico, Poland, and Saudi Arabia. Uh, So, you know, transitioning nicely from USA to Mexico, being the, like, local story of the group. Uh, This is the first group uh, that we've talked about, uh, with apologies to the Netherlands, that has, like, to me a really 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 big team in it um and that's argentina um yeah they have the problem of them all standing around and watching messi but i think that's maybe getting less as he gets older where like you know people realize that they have to step up more um and he plays more withdrawn um and it's been working for argentina basically like i know that's like the narrative for his whole career that like that's how they play um but they won that with Italy where it was like Copa America versus Euro whatever I called it the Maradona Cup because of the you know thing between those two teams but uh, also they won Copa America uh, obviously that was a big trophy for Messi it's been a year and a half since they give, gave up more than one goal in a game which is pretty impressive stat given the fact that of like the key players or like names you will instantly recognize on this squad uh, those names are like Messi di Maria Dibola Lotaro Martinez, they're all like forwards or attacking midfielders. So, uh, you know, I think they're a pretty well-rounded team. Uh, So, yeah, got to imagine they'll easily get through this group. Um, Saudi Arabia, on the other hand, yeah, is not good. Nobody plays outside Saudi Arabia on that team. Nobody you're going (coughs) to know. Will be surprisingly hard to score on. That's kind of their MO. The USA saw that firsthand Um, in a nil-nil draw recently. Um, and then Mexico and Poland will be, you know, vying for that, likely vying for that uh, second advancing slot. Usually that's Mexico. You know, that's kind of their thing, uh, advancing to the first knockout round and losing there. Um, Got to say, they're not in impressive form right now. Like, just like the USA, there's, like, not a lot of reasons for joy for Mexico fans. Um mm-hmm. Same is true about Poland, though. They're the, they're the bottom of their nation's league group right now with the Dutch, uh, Belgium, and Wales. W- Wales is not a, an impressive team. So uh, I think one of those they'll teams has got to advance.
2: They'll be impressive against advance. the U.S. They'll be yeah. the
3: US. <laughs> yeah, so, They might
2: not be, but they'll still win.
3: They'll still win, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I think the best thing out of those two teams is this uh, story coming from uh, Mexico where some Famous, I'm using air quotes for that. Uh, famous Only OnlyFans model has uh, promised Memo Ochoa that if they win the World Cup, he will have a night that he will never forget with her.
2: Uh, I don't think Does she's he, in any danger of, of having to pay. These are the kinds of emails that, that we want to get from our listeners. These kind of off the beaten path messages. <laughs> yeah. so thank you for this providing this imply, an example, Colin. Uh,
1: Does this imply that the night of the night that he wins the World Cup would be one that he? You will forget
3: that one, but then the one later the, with her, you okay. he will remember right. forever. It's yep. not the does same he night.
0: Start? Does he start anymore? <laughs> I, I don't think even he think does, he's yeah. the
3: starting goalkeeper. He does. I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> Is he? But uh, I think he's like not a, not a nailed-on starter. Maybe, but yes, okay. I think he does. What do does. you think? Hey. Like
2: the the kind of um, advanced metrics were for him for this woman to target Ochoa in particular as like <laughs> the breaking point between a World Cup <laughs> or a non-World Cup victory. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, so I'm like, ah, I'm not sure you're going to get out of your group. Poland, very similar team, really. And she's like, but if I put, put it out there, <laughs> we'll win the World Cup.
2: If we can just get Ochoa on his
3: game. Yep. Just get him motivated. He's really he's got all the talent in the world. It's always been a motivation problem for him. <laughs> but he has, to,
1: he has to win the World Cup, though. Has like, to win the whole World Cup. It doesn't have to. It's not like get yeah. out of the group. They, they make it's, the final.
3: She does not do shit. She does not pull out. Put out. (laughs)
1: Okay.
3: All right. So that's your Group C preview, obviously, with that hard-hitting bit of journalism. Uh, And then Group D also, to me, has a big, big, big team, uh, which is France. Oh. Oh. Denmark did just beat France 2-0 in a Nations Cup match, uh, but I will say France put out, like, a B-side for that. But a French B-side is still, like, Pretty fucking good, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, obviously the French team is super deep: Mbappe, Dembélé, Griezmann, Benzema, Conte. Like you can just you could name names for twenty five minutes. Um, and then, but the Do- or the Danish, sorry, are more like oh, Casper Schmeichel, Christian Eriksen, uh mm-hmm. Thomas Delaney. Oh yeah, these guys. I know these guys. So it's pretty interesting to me that, you know, they, they're actually in ELO ranking, like world ranking type stuff, pretty similar. Um, kind of like supports that narrative that like teams, de- de- teams like Denmark, when they do well, are like this team playing together well, less talent, blah, blah, blah. Whereas the French are like, oh, all the talent in the world. If they put it together, they'll win the World Cup, but they could just as easily lose all three games and go home. Um, so yeah, I, I don't particularly have an opinion there on whether they'll do they'll be a good France France or a bad France, but I think luckily for both those two teams, uh, the bottom half of this group is quite bad. Yeah. Uh, so Australia basically has nobody like their best player is or their captain or like their most recognizable name is Matthew Ryan, who's a keeper who used to play for Brighton and now plays somewhere I can't even remember where he is, baseball now the Premier League. They got to the uh, World Cup on penalties against Peru. They've lost to Saudi Arabia recently, um, and then with a the worse world ranking than that is Tunisia, um, who I think will actually be the third best team in this group. Has some recent decent recent decent results. <laughs> uh, Chile and Japan they've beaten. Um, and their, num- their best striker plays in Qatar, so he might get a little of that FIFA home cooking. Mm, uh, mm. You can never, you know, especially he's a striker, like you can just, oh, the watch the watch uh, ding. That was over the line, actually. Doesn't look like <laughs> it on the video, but that was <laughs> over the line.
0: Interesting. <laughs> uh, so, some, you know, you never quick know. quick video editing.
3: Yeah, so if, if France or Denmark uh, is, is, you know, unanticipatedly poor, I think Tunisia is the one to, squeak out there i think australia is a no-hoper um but uh, i think that's a pretty clear two advancers on that one
0: uh because i know it's killing you thomas delaney is danish his paternal great grandfather moved from ireland to the united states during the great famine in 1840s uh how they ended up in denmark i'm not sure but the name has i don't know how they ended up with thomas that doesn't feel danish either but the delaney from the 1840s. Mm. Thomas is not so undeleney to me,
3: but yeah. Uh, uh, weird thing about him, he plays in Spain somewhere. Doesn't he play Sevilla or somewhere like that? Um, uh, he's just the kind of player when I, you know, if I'm ever watching La Liga or La Liga highlights, you know, it's a bunch of people with Spanish-sounding last names, and it's like, Thomas Delaney. Like, <laughs> you
0: know? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, what? Excuse me? Yeah. Sevilla, that's right.
2: Um, also, since I'm sure we're all wondering... Uh, Memo Ochoa is married, so really would love to hear what his Irrelevant, wife is about all Irrelevant. this. It's
1: Risking it
0: all the for illness. the World Cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got to risk it all for the World Cup,
2: Mike.
0: It is. A night he will never forget because it's the night his marriage fell apart. Yeah. <sighs> uh, Live on Only fans. <laughs> uh, group C and D. Well done, Colin. Thank you. Mike, E and F.
2: Alright, Group E... Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, Japan. On the face of it, you know, seems like a pretty strong group, and a group with Spain and Germany not not going to be easy. Uh and I feel like as I was looking through both of my groups, I'm not sure if it's just cuz I don't watch soccer anymore or or what, but it really feels like just the kind of lack of star power on some of these big teams is like very apparent to me. I mean, if you look at Spain like their top goal scorer is um, Alvar Morata, who's like a very serviceable player, but no one would say he's like a global superstar. Mm-hmm. And they just have a bunch of dudes who are like, you know, really good Spanish players who are on biggish clubs. But, again, no one who you point to and you're like, oh, yeah, this guy is the man. Uh, just a bunch of really good dudes. And they don't score a lot, and they don't give up a lot of goals, and they play the kind of soccer that Dan loves. Um, but they are ranked number three in Elo, so you know they they should be they should be a tough out. Um, Costa Rica, you know, they're just kind of over the hill at this point. They beat New Zealand to qualify uh, after coming fourth in Concacaf. You know, they still have some of these names that we've heard for the past fifteen years: Navas and Brian Luis and Brian Oviedo. But it just feels like they're they're just making up the numbers at this point. Um, and then the last two, I think, are the ones that are going to be battling for second and third. Germany, you know, you think Germany, they're just going to go through. That's kind of how, how Germany is. Uh, and then you kind of look at at the folks on the team, and it's pretty unimpressive. Um, I mean, they've got, I don't want to say unimpressive, but, again, it doesn't feel like they have a bunch of, like, talisman. They've got Müller, who's still on there. They've got a bunch of guys who are, you know, strong club attackers. They've got... Uh, Havertz, Warner, Gnabry, Sané. So, like, there's talent there, but I don't know. It just, it just kind of feels like this team maybe is is not there. They just finished third in the Nations League behind Italy and Hungary, both of whom aren't even at the World Cup. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they're not going to do well, and, and so kind of the question that I have for them is like, does this just mean that they're actually going to win the World Cup and just kind of come out of nowhere because they're not really favored. Yeah,
3: I was just going to say like all you need when you have that many guys who are like eight out of tens all you need is like one Serge Gnabry to like he's a world-class player on his day, right? Like Mm -hmm. he just has a good couple weeks he scores six goals and
0: wins the Golden Boot. And and I think it goes all Hamas. Yeah, exactly. It goes Hamas. I I think
2: Mueller is like second all time in World Cup goals. Like basically every World Cup, he has four or five goals for the last 20 years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he knows how to show up in a big, big game situation. Um, Japan. My thoughts on Japan are almost exclusively based on the thrashing that they gave the U.S. like a month ago with their B team. Um, not a ton of guys who I'm familiar with. They've got um, Maya Yoshida, who's like a, he was a longtime Saints uh, Southampton captain. They've got um, Mina Mino, who used to be at Liverpool, now is at Monaco, and then everyone else is kind of you know they've got some guys at big clubs, but uh, not a lot of household names. Um, but they looked like a really cohesive team when they played against us, and so for me, I feel like they might just. Squeak in against kind of a subpar German team and a very old Costa Rica team in that second spot. Uh, fun thing about Japan. I love this. I, I love this, Mike. A, the so last so German good. team
1: so, that we just said was going to win the World Cup.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, any team could win the World Cup at this point.
0: <laughs> even Mexico uh, could win. Even
2: Mexico. But so Japan, they've alternated the last like seven or eight tournaments, or however long back to '98. They've they've qualified for every tournament since '98. And then every other tournament, they make it to the knockout round. And this is the one where they're not due to make it to the knockout round. So basically, what I'm saying, it goes against all history. Uh, but I think wow. there just might be a chance.
0: I love it. I I think uh, I no longer have the sports betting app for Oregon on my phone because they switched apps and I didn't like transfer my membership or whatever. I might just put it back on there, Mike, just to put a little money on Japan. No, why, wouldn't why wouldn't you?
2: Why wouldn't you? What like are you it? doing? Put a, put start a cheeky, cheeky $5,000 on Japan and just see <laughs> what happens. Cheeky
0: 5K? I mean. Consider it an investment. I'd love, I'd love <laughs> yeah. to root for Japan. Great reason to root for Japan. Yeah. Be great. And you get to root against Germany. I mean, two birds, one stone. I mean, my last name is Schrader. That's harder for me. But <laughs> understood. <laughs> you can do it. I believe in you. All right. Uh Group
2: F? Group F. Yes. Group F I've dubbed the paper tiger paper tiger group. Cause I think all of these teams are kind of overrated. It's Belgium, Canada, Morocco, Croatia. Belgium, obviously a lot of a lot of household names. Collins Boy De Bruyne, also coached by Collins Boy Bobby Martinez for the last oh, six, six years. Uh they also have Jan Vertongen and Alderveld or however you say his name are both starting. Both of those guys are, I think old. you know, our age ish. Yeah. Um, also, They're Lukaku old. Lukaku seems injured. May or may not make the squad, but like isn't at full form. Um, and I don't know. Like, there's obviously there's there's more than enough talent here, but um, I guess I'm not I'm not a believer. And I think having a bunch of 35 year old center backs is a tough one to do in a tournament where there's games every four days
0: Belgium for me they've been like the fun team to pick or to like think is going to be really good because they're not historically a giant but they've got this amazing generation and it feels like they've just missed it like they didn't yeah I mean they've had some good tournaments but they never won anything and now they're past it and so why should they do anything now when they didn't do it for the last 12 years when they should have been so much better uh so, yeah, I'm agreeing. I, it, they just don't feel like they're, they're fifth best in the world. They're still riding those coattails somehow or something.
3: I mean, they were, they were technically third place at the last World Cup. So, like, I mean, it's a little, it's a little hard, uh, you know, hard on them to be like they didn't do anything. Third place sure. as a World sure. Cup is pretty hard to do. Uh, but I agree with you that it, it as far as the arc of the team, it seems to be on the downward phase, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, and they, I were, think they were number one in the world, and they've not won any major trophy, right? So they've, yeah,
3: but, I mean, it's hard to win a It's hard to, to, it's major hard to do that. I get, all...
1: I get that. It's hard to do that. Oh, I, I mean, were, it's you like, Portugal, didn't group...
0: Portugal win the Euros by drawing every game? <laughs> <Right. It's not laughs> <Yeah. that hard. laughs> it can be done.
2: You
1: would figure uh, this group would have won. Greece
2: won a Euros. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the USA won the Gold Cup. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Um, I mean, also, I think, like, if Lukaku is not there, you know, I think Batshuayi is there, is yeah. their backup, maybe. So it's a pretty noticeable drop-off. And if Lukaku is there, is he fully fit? So I think that's just another strike against them. Like, if he's there, you know, maybe then maybe then they are a t- contender. But for me, they're like a tier two, kind of a, maybe a closer to a dark horse than a contender. Uh, I still think they're going to win the group. Uh, Canada, for me, Canada is all about Davies, Alfonso Davies, uh, Jonathan David, and Kyle Lahren. Just three really good attackers. I'm always impressed when I watch them play that, like, David and Lahren are just, like, outlets and can hold up the ball and everything that the USA needs and hasn't had for a long time. Uh, and then Davies is just freaking really good. And then the rest of their team is just <laughs> incredibly average. Just <laughs> a bunch of... A bunch of journeymen and, you know, MLS guys or guys who have bounced around in, like, Belgium and Turkey. Um, so they'll just go as far as those three guys can take them.
1: A bunch of guys that would make good Hollywood movies. You know?
2: <laughs> Not even. Not even.
1: Maybe. Maybe after this tournament, Mike. Maybe after this tournament.
0: Maybe. What's the Canadian Hollywood?
2: Vancouver. Uh, Vancouver. Or just Hollywood. I was actually having a conversation with friends last night how many Canadians are hiding amongst us in our in our media. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, Morocco is my favorite team in the group because they did what the U.S. was too afraid to do. They fired their coach in August after yes. guiding them to the World Cup. Uh, so the players that, that you probably know from Morocco are um, Ziyech from Chelsea uh, and then Hakimi, who is at, I think, PSG now, formerly of Inter. Um, and then they also have this uh, this guy who plays right back for Bayern, whose name is Masrari, I believe is how it's pronounced. And so the old coach wouldn't bring in Ziyech and Masrari and so the federation just fired him and now the new coach is bringing them in. And I just love it. It's just a cla- it's just so beautiful. Uh and I really hope that they do well. They've got an uphill battle. I mean, it's a solid team. They like they dominated their group uh in qualifying, but I mean, this is a, this is a tricky group for sure, and I think they just have probably the least the least quality. They dominated
1: their group and wouldn't bring in Ziyech? And I- then the, the
2: coach was fired? I think, I think, like, towards the end of qualifying, he stopped calling him in. Like, one okay. of those things. Oh. Uh, I you know I read part of an article, Palmer, you really stretched my, my limits Sorry. of Morocco <laughs> national if team had,
0: understanding. If we had fired Burhalter, Bo- we could have gotten Nagby in. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. It's not too late. Come on.
2: Rosters don't get announced until, I think, next week. So, yeah. Uh, last team, Croatia uh the Darling of the last World Cup, they're ranked thirteenth. Uh they won the qualifying group over Russia and they just won their Nations League group over France and Denmark, so they're still looking pretty good. Uh of the starters from starters from twenty eighteen though, from the twenty eighteen final, only five are in the squad this year. So there has been like a good amount of turnover amongst their key players. But they still have Modric. They still have Palmer's boy Perisic. They still have everyone's boy Dehan Lovren. Um so there's still be some guys that you know out there. And I, you know, I think they're probably still favored to come in second here behind Belgium. But for me, I've got them coming in third. I've got Belgium and Canada advancing out of this little wow. CONCACAF calf homer pick. Wow.
1: Wow. Team full of average players, Hollywood stories, making it to the knockouts.
0: Love Calgary's
2: it. finest. I mean, they're just a modern day U.S. men's national team. <laughs> A team full one of average of players.
0: I'm, one of the things I'm most looking forward to in the World Cup is getting to watch the Croatian national team with Croatian national team super fan Terry Palmer. Oh, oh man,
1: she's got the hat and everything, man. So
0: good.
2: <laughs> Woo! She cannot, gets pumped for
0: this. Cannot those games. wait. Cannot uh, wait. What's the predictions? Did you just say? Yeah, you did. Homer pick. Homer pick. Canada Be- through. Belgium and like Canada through. I hope Alfonso Davies is healthy, because otherwise it becomes much less fun for Canada. Yeah, yeah. that would be sad. Yeah. Okay, Group G. This is uh, Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, and Cameroon. Brazil's number one in the world. They are good. Like, they are legitimately quite good at soccer. Uh, they were first in Commonwealth qualifying. 17 games, no losses, three draws. in a. I mean, Commonwealth qualifying is notoriously difficult. It's just a slog, round robin, everybody in the group. Uh, 17 games. That's a weird number to play in a double round robin. It's because you may recall one of them was abandoned. The match on the 5th of September 2021 was suspended after five minutes at 0 0 when Argentina walked off because Brazil health officials entered the field oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. demanding the isolation of four Argentina players right. because they were violating COVID protocols. That's uh, the game was. Yeah, the the game was rescheduled to be played on uh, the 21st of September 2022. I think that must have been after the, quali- like, you know, an, an addendum to the qualifications. But it was settled. Nobody could have won or lost points that they're like, you know, it wouldn't have mattered. So they ended up canceling it. So they played 17 instead of 18 games. If you're looking for something a little fixy, this is the place <laughs> when the history books are written. We're going to look back and think... Brazil had one less game coming in. What was that about? Uh, Brazil's very good. They're Starting from the goalkeeper, who do you start, Allison or Ederson? Like, what national team has... It's in a, From the goalkeeper, which is not a, uh, you know, the Brazilian classics position. Yeah. Uh, center backs, Milito, uh, Thiago Silva, old but still good, Marquinhos, midfielders, uh, Fabinho, Casemiro... Forwards, Neymar, Vinicius, Richarlson, these guys, I mean, they're the best team in the world, they're favorites to win the World Cup. Uh, they'll get out of this group.
2: I I feel like Brazil in our at least in my like formulative soccer following years, were just so like almost untouched, like ninety-four to two thousand two. They won the World Cup in ninety-four, they came in second in ninety-eight, they won in two thousand two. And then it was just it's weird for that they were just like a kind of an average team, like an average good yeah. team for a while. And the it does. Bad
0: coaches, I think, for a while, like didn't get it together.
2: Bad coaches and just like, yeah, infighting maybe and, you know, whatever. And it, it does kind of feel like they're back, but it's also one of those things where it's like, I still don't kind of believe it until they actually, like, until they win the World Cup, if that happens. I'm just
0: kind of like, eh. I mean, I, I think part way. of the. The reason that we feel that way, though, is because the commable qualifying takes so many matches to get through that we don't see them playing against France and Italy in friendlies or wherever else. But I think they're always playing against uh, not Honduras, but, you know, Ecuador, Paraguay, et cetera, et cetera.
2: I think the other reason and, you know, this could be a a whole 45 minute tangent. I'm weary of saying this, but like Neymar as their captain and like best player just again like doesn't quite pass the eye test <laughs>
3: <laughs> or at least it's been the case and it hasn't worked so far
2: like yeah i mean th- i mean obviously a great the- player but i don't know no i
3: fair, i fair. i i'm bought in though as much as i'm a neymar hater i'm bought in on this team and i think that uh I mean, I have a little bit of a different perspective than you guys on this Brazil thing. I totally agree with the, like, 94-2002. They were, like, the team. And our formative years, it was, like, Brazil equals Chicago Bulls. You know, like, they win every time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I just think, like, even in their down period, they never were, like, so far down. You know, they were never, like not qualifying or like really bad did. it's like okay yeah they still got out of their group all those years probably maybe they didn't I don't know yeah. but like they were still a very good team that then lost to Germany or whatever you know they, they did lose obviously they didn't win the World Cup but they 7-2 besides <laughs> that one game where the, that's like obviously sticks out in my mind is the antithesis of what I'm saying but they were like still a very respectful team and like you know they didn't do the whole France like implosion kind of thing
2: well, I think also, like, Brazil's decline has been at the same time as, like, the, I feel like when we, uh, in in that 90s, early 2000s, like, Europe and South America were kind of on even footing in terms of, like, who's more likely to win the World Cup? And then more recently, it's just been, like, Europe, Europe, Europe. Mm-hmm. And so I do kind of hope that Brazil and Argentina in particular can have good tournaments because I think it's boring if you have a World Cup that is, you know all European teams in the semifinals or whatever. Like, I want international games that we don't get to see very often.
1: It's a world... 2006. We want to see the world compete.
0: Uh, Absolutely. 2006 quarterfinals, 2010 quarterfinals, 2014 fourth place, 2018 quarterfinals. So, respectable, but not world beating, right? Not... Champions, runners up champions yeah. like we were in like, 94, 98. That's like 2014. That was,
1: that was in Brazil, right? Like that was the 7 to yeah. 2 loss, and then and then they in had a the the semifinal. To, tried to. <laughs> then they lost the third place game. Cool, cool, cool.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the, the worst team in this group, G, Cameroon. I have nothing to say to them except they have a defender named Umar Gonzalez. O U M A R. Oh, uh, that's, all, that's all I need to know about them They're also actually legitimately not very good um, But they have Omar Gonzalez I like so how you're then, like,
2: I have nothing to say to them Like, they've wronged you somehow
0: I just <laughs> Have I watched Cameroon play? No yeah. Are there a lot of English language previews of them on the internet? No I, All I can do is look up their Wikipedia page And be like, Omar Gonzalez, that's funny So that's what you get Sometimes
2: going on Wikipedia is enough
0: so that leaves us with the two fighting for second place in this group, Serbia and Switzerland. Um, Serbia, the key men are Tadic, Mitrovic, and a guy named Vlaho- Vlahovic, uh, who's at Juventus and reportedly will be chased by uh, United and Chelsea for something like 100 million pounds or euros or dollars. Who knows? I don't even know which of those is stronger right now. Uh, so, but for a lot of money. So they've got these three attackers. Serbia is going to be about scoring goals or at least they will you know require the the good performances of these three attackers. Switzerland on the other hand, Jaka, Shakiri and uh Sefirovic, I forget where he is now, but those are their three main guys. Shakiri obviously an attacker. Uh, but Switzerland is more of a system, more defensive. Uh, they're not going to be relying on kind of run and gun. So you have to you my, have to
1: assume that Shaka will um, get a red card at some point during these group stages, so.
0: Yeah, it, it might be for, like, some weird Balkan thing against Serbia. Who knows? Who knows? Actually, if you can bet on that, that's probably a good bet. <laughs> um, so my narrative for this group is uh, Serbia, depending on their offense, Switzerland, depending on their defense, which of those claims second place? Tournament football? Uh, I, th- I think I'd lean towards Switzerland, but if Serbia did it by scoring a bunch of goals, it'd be fun. So that's Group G. I mean, who
2: who's not rooting for Mitrovic?
0: It's true. You have to. Uh, Group H is Portugal, Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana. Uh, Portugal's is also quite good. They've got Ronaldo, of course, but they've got uh, Cancelo and Pereira at the back, Ruben Neves, Bruno Fernandes, uh, Bernardo Silva in the middle. Uh, Diogo Jota is out with a hamstring injury, so will miss the World Cup. Uh... But they've got, they've got quality through and through. I, I, maybe Mike, like you were saying, they're not like all World Cup, like world class superstars. Um, but this is still a pretty solid team with guys playing at a very high level. Uh, so as much as I wish that I could say they were over it and I, you know, Ronaldo wouldn't be in the knockout stages, I think Portugal's pretty good. Uh, I think they're not as good as Uruguay though. Uruguay are ranked uh, 11th by Elo. Portugal 7th. But I like Uruguay better. They are super, super uh, experienced. They've got five players in the team with more than 110 caps, including Cavani, Suarez, uh, Godin, uh, and Betancourt. Is that right? I think uh, I uh, Betancourt and Muslera, their they're keeper. Betancourt and Muslera, there it is. Uh, Darwin Nunes, also key player there. This is a team that's uh, they're they're just solid. They're scrappy. They're I don't know why, but I feel like instead of being over the hill, I just see them as veteran, and that they're gonna like kind of have that like nastiness edge. Maybe it's just because Suarez has always had that nasty edge, but uh, I really like Uruguay in this group. Mm. I
2: feel like certain teams so, just read old all the time, like they have an old vibe, and Uruguay strikes me as one of those teams. Like, if like was it 2010 when Forlan, I think, either won the Golden Boot or Golden Ball? And I feel like he yeah. was also like 35 and was must, like, you know, he'd had like a good career in Spain, but I think for a lot of people was like most well-known for not doing well at United and then, you know, had this awesome World right. Cup run.
0: Yeah, I just... I don't know. They feel more solid somehow than uh, some of those other older teams that we think of.
3: I just also like how that highlights the fact that we're like listing off all these names for each team that are like you know we're starting with the Ronaldos or whoever is the like A player, and then there's like a bunch of B players. And, like a name like Diego Forlan, you're like maybe you're gonna say that name if you were pre- previewing Uruguay and whatever that was 2010, but you would have been like, nah, he's a guy who like kind of flamed out at United like don't expect much from this team because they're weak in attack. The four lines, their best option. And then, you know, they just fucking never know. That's the beauty of the yeah. world cup. That's what, that's yeah. well, as much as you want to hate this world cup because it's in Qatar and all the bad things that come with that. God, it just makes me so excited to see who's going to be the Hamas
0: or the four line of this world cup. A hundred percent. Yep. Uh, South Korea in this group, uh, their main guy is Hungman Son, Sun, of course. Uh, they came second to Iran in their qualifying group. Again, I haven't seen a lot of Korea, so I'm not going to pretend I know a bunch about them. But I just don't feel like Iran is a world-beating team. They're fine. The USA might have trouble with them. But South Korea came second to them in their qualifying group. So I just don't think South Korea is that good. Uh, they might Sun, be fine.
1: Sun just had surgery on his face recently, too, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure he will... Uh, I'm sure he'll wear play, but I don't know what what the um, recovery it, is for that. He he it, like I broke an occipital it. bone or something. So is he in form? Uh, <laughs> some would say he's not. So
0: okay, <laughs> <Don't know. laughs> just, I just hope his him. face is in form. Um, I just I don't think Korea is going to be good enough to upset uh, Portugal or Uruguay, and then Ghana is. Like, for some reason, really bad. They're 61st in the world by FIFA, 74th by ELO. Uh, I don't, again, really know how they're that bad. The guys you've heard of on this team are Thomas Party and uh, Jordan Ayew. Andre Ayew might still be around, too, but I'm not sure he's much of a uh, Andre Ayew, like, key guy. Uh, Maybe slogging through African qualifying hurt their rankings for, like, weird ranking algorithm reasons, and they're actually better than, like, 60th, 70th in the world, but I, you know, this feels like a, uh, World Cup team. That's always a kind of a classic, like, Oh yeah. World Cup Ghana's is always making noise or like some of the big games that like are Ghana and the USA or wh- whoever it is. I don't, I don't think they're going to be there this year. They're just not going to be a team that we're talking about mid tournament. Um, yeah. I mean, cause they got to get through Uruguay and Portugal too. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's it. I think Korea is not going to be good enough, and Ghana is going to be the, uh, the kind of whipping horse of the group. But my narrative is out of those two uh, countries, Portugal with Ronaldo, Uruguay with Suarez, uh, you've got these aging star strikers. Who's going to produce? Who's going to win the group? Uh, who's going to have a couple of goals? I'm kind of excited to find out. Suarez has, like, disappeared off into uh, Uruguay club's uh, soccer somewhere, and Ronaldo <laughs> is not being had, having a good year. And this is like what Colin is saying. Like, I bet one of these guys blows up and is like, "Guess what, folks? I'm still here. I still
1: and got it. The old yeah. guy still got it." Yep.
0: Yeah, I feel like
3: Ronaldo is pretty well positioned. There's like a lot of creators in that in that lineup for Portugal, yeah. and the current version of Ronaldo can be the uh, yeah. I just stand on the back post and head head the ball in or whatever pop up and make smart runs intelligent in the box very strong like maybe not the ronaldo you think of as ronaldo in 10 years who, when you think about him at his best a step but over i still think head, yeah. yeah six goals in a world cup yeah he could he could totally do that
0: uh so that's it those are all of the groups all eight of them uh let's save the usa specific chat hopefully we will uh pod again but having gone through all eight groups, I do like just overall narratives. Any of the teams that really jump out? Let's start with teams and then we'll go to kind of like more global feelings. But like, is there anything specific that you guys are particularly interested in watching?
3: Um, I mean, I was like slightly offended when somebody called Croatia the darlings of the last World Cup. Croatia are the darlings of every World Cup. <laughs> that is how it is written. Like Including they the have last World Cup. And they will be, <laughs> so don't bound them to the last World Cup.
0: If only because they always have the best kids. They have
3: the best kids. They sometimes make noise. They're from a tiny nation. You, you know, you're like going to know enough players on the team to hook you, but not, you're not going to know everybody. It's really they're just, And they're right, They're, po- they're poised in like the, they're pretty good. They're like, you know, 13th in the world, whatever. They're always in that rank. They're never 50th, they're never second.
1: Jump on that Mexico bandwagon for Memo Ochoa. Yeah, we want him to have the <laughs> night of his life that he'll
0: never forget. Never forget I, it. I'm look. I'm Team Memo Ochoa's wife here. I'm off the Mexico bandwagon. Yeah, he's got kids. I mean, I'm sorry, but guys, it's
1: a night he'll never forget, <laughs> and he'll win the World Cup.
2: <laughs> um, I feel like one team that I'm always as interested in is is the Netherlands. Um, they yeah. feel like kind of a. A feast or team, a little bit. Uh, didn't qualify for the last World's Cup. The two before that, they came in second and third. Uh, you know, I feel like their team right now has got some well-known players. You know, they've got like De Jong and um, De Lid and Depai. and, and to, to, um, Van Dyke and, and a few others. But I don't know. Again, it's kind of like a lot of dudes who you know from. Unsuccessful stints in the Premier League But they're clearly doing alright And I don't know I feel like they're just kind of a fun country
0: To root for I I
2: I in
1: general Am just curious about This World Cup First World Cup to happen In the winter They've broken up the the, uh, Club seasons Um, I'm just so I mean, you know, good or bad, I'm just curious about how this is going to go. Um, I I can't imagine it's going to be great, but um, I'm just very curious about how this is going to go, what it's going to look like. Um, I've been spoiled as being a teacher. Uh, I get to, you know, enjoy these games during the day in the summer. Um, And now I have to do this, like, you normal people that have jobs that don't <laughs> stop in the summer, so I'm gonna have to figure out how to do this. Um, but just generally, like, what you know, what are the what's what are the players gonna feel like? Uh, you know, we there were some players that picked up some injuries uh, this week. Uh, we got one more week of of uh, club football yeah. before uh, before the World Cup. Like, what are those gonna, games gonna look like? It's just a strange feeling to be you know, doing this now. Um, so I, I'm just curious about how this is all going to go.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I feel like in South Africa, like, the story we didn't see coming or the thing we didn't see coming was the Vuvuzelas. The, mm-hmm. like, that really like, colored the World Cup in a way. Uh, it feels like there's going to be something here from this World Cup because it's just so weird and different that we'll, like, we haven't anticipated. It's an unknown unknown. Um, that will color our perception of this World Cup. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm interested in that. And I'd like to transition that into something that may be one of those things for a Mike Samuelson, worldstadiums.org breakdown of the stadiums that we're going to see. Are there, uh, Is that going to be interesting? Are these stadiums – like I remember like the concepts that came out like 10 years ago or whatever, and they were like wild. Is Has that come to fruition? Are there going to be wild stadiums that will – shock and amaze us or is it toned down from that those concept cars
2: I mean one uh, I don't know I you know I went on the Wikipedia page and normally when you go on the Wikipedia page you know there's a stadium on sections and there's a photo of all the stadiums because they've existed for you know one to 80 years all of these stadiums (laughs) I think are like basically brand new so there's only photos of two out of the eight of them so who knows what they look like um
0: they're all being finished this week Mm,
2: yeah we won't talk about how they're being finished uh but one thing that i hate about this year's World cup is the timing of it not so much of the injuries because you always get injuries in the lead-up to the World cup whether it's at the end of the season or in the middle of the season it's just people get injured it happens i you know maybe there's more injuries happening now or less whatever but i feel like the the kind of the hype and the that leads up to the World cup this year is just totally gone like normally you're two weeks out from the World cup and you you know go to your favorite soccer website it's just wall-to-wall World cup coverage now it's yeah. all club coverage and it just feels like you know you're not getting the the friendlies that lead up to it you're not getting all the dissection mm-hmm. like normally we'd have seven pods Talking about you know how bad the U.S. is going to be, you know we'd pot about like the first and second half of every game, um, and now we you just don't have that. It just feels like you're missing out on so much of the tournament. Is that lead up and getting excited about it? And I'm sure once it happens, you know, all the shit with Qatar aside, like the tournament will be will be fun. The tournaments are always really fun, but I feel like we're just missing out on so much, and I hate it. I hope it never happens again. Uh, so I agree so much with that.
1: Yeah. You know what else we're missing out on? Silly red cards so you can get a long Christmas break.
2: <laughs> it's not the <laughs> same when everyone a gets break. a long Christmas break.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, also, just like if we're talking about we've moved on from individual teams to general trends. Uh, the only African team who is not last placed in their group by ELO ranking is Senegal who's in Group A, where Qatar will surely advance because of FIFA. <laughs> so they're, you know, at a disadvantage there. So, like, it's just, like, to me, a general... Whether maybe those rankings are not friendly to a- African nations because of some ranking shit. Um, but, like, it just seems like, weirdly, African teams are down right now or maybe some good ones didn't qualify or whatever. Or maybe they got some bad draws or... Whatever, but it, it seems very likely or pretty likely that we'll see none in the knockout stages or just one. And that's just kind of a bummer like you were saying before, Mike, about uh, you know wanting to see teams from all over the world play each other in different matchups and blah blah blah. So it's just kind of a a strike against us towards the you know, having this mostly be a European tournament with a few teams from, you know, our hemisphere thrown in there. Yeah. Just root against Europe.
0: Yeah,
3: first for Africa.
0: Very good. Uh, any other pressing thoughts? Otherwise, this is a perfectly timed podcast. In fact, but let's wrap great. it. That's great. Thanks, Cliff. 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 <laughs>